Welcome to another episode of my podcast, The Story of My Life. Good evening, everybody. I'm your hostess, Sarah Adewalu. I'm 22 years old, and I'm from Little Ferry, New Jersey, which, if you're not familiar with, it's in Bergen County, the neighboring town between Hackensack and Teaneck. I am a senior in journalism slash communications major here at Montclair State University with an emphasis in broadcast news media. First off, i like to start off by saying a special thank you to those of you who have tuned into my podcast last week, last Saturday on December 7th, 2019, when I talked about my experiences as a student here at Montclair. But just in case you never got the chance to tune into the first episode, here's a quick little recap. Long story short, but... It was nearing the end of the previous spring semester where I took a gen ed course in Info 240, otherwise known as statistical, sorry, can't even pronounce it, statistical methods for business. Yeah, I know, (laughs) geeky, right? Anyway, just to get to my point pretty quickly so that I don't bore you guys out of your minds, I'm sure you've had such a busy day today and I've had to. I'm writing this script for this podcast so but I'm sure that you can tune in to my first episode at your own time where I mentioned this but I've struggled a lot in that um, class because it was just it was just too hard for me. Yeah I have gone for tutoring at the tutoring center here on campus but it still ended up not doing too well for me. But I actually managed to do pretty well on the third exam, which I may have already mentioned in the previous episode. All the exams and quizzes had all been online on Canvas, all of which were open book and open notes. So that was one of the perks of being in the class. I believe I also mentioned that our instructor curved our grades and curved my grade on the third exam from a 60 to a 70 something. And I know that I also mentioned that during the class, since it was a morning class that met on Wednesdays and Fridays from 8.30 to 9.45 a.m., that I thought maybe it was a bit too early for some people, since I believe from the count of my head that there was a total of 37 students or so in the class, one of them including myself. So some people tended to, tended to show up pretty late or... They just had like more than two absences in general, never really participating in the class or doing any of their homework assignments or even doing so well on the exams, all of which were on Canvas. But fortunately, I was never one of those people. I had a pretty good attendance record and I'd always make an effort to get to class on time, which was in the Feliciano School of business building right here at the Montclair campus. 
But anyway, the thing is, our professor had been kind enough to give us another chance to improve our grades in the class by extending the deadline for our previously submitted homework assignments on Pearson. So, yeah, that was the website that we used for our assignments, Pearson My Lab or My Stat Lab. So yeah. Again, I don't really want to like take up too much time with this story and I don't really want it to be like a repeat of the first episode, but you know, I'm just going to cut to the chase and say this. I almost got expelled for soliciting help from a random guy online. So yeah, I mentioned before that his name was Patrick JMT. And uh, if you look him up, he's a famous guy for having like YouTube channels devoted to mathematics and like all sorts of it and levels like algebra, trigonometry, statistics, you know, stuff like that. But what I never mentioned in my first episode was when I, because, you know, when my parents found out about the meeting with director Jerry Collins for like the violation of the student conduct, um, I had to tell them that this Patrick guy, that he's actually one of the tutors here on campus, that, you know, he's a grad student and I just happened to reach out to him through email to, you know, submit my work for me. So, like I've mentioned before in the previous episode, um, I really don't feel comfortable enough to share aloud the email, like reading it aloud what I wrote to him in regards to like asking him to submit the answers for me on my behalf. Because, you know, the memory of it is still still too painful and still haunts me even to this moment. And um, I just wish it'd go away already. But, you know, your past always haunts you anyway. But you guys get the idea, I hope. So I just couldn't bear to tell them that he's just some random guy I found online who has his own YouTube page about math tutorial lessons and such. But Director Collins, he knew that, but my mom and dad, they never knew about it. They both just thought that he was actually an actual tutor here at Montclair. And I knew that I would get into serious trouble if they found out that I just reached out to a random person over the internet. So yeah. What I believe I also never mentioned in the first episode was my grade in the class. So the professor, he eventually dropped my two previous grades from like two of the previous chapter assignments where I've asked, asked that guy Pratt Patrick to help me with and submit the answers on my behalf. So for those two chapters um, of the assignments, he gave me like grades of zero because he knew that I asked Patrick to so, I mean, I solicited help from Patrick to, like, do the work for me. So, my overall final grade in the class was a D. So, in my mind, I thought it was at least better than an F. And what Director Collins told me was that he had reached out to the instructor. And he also said that if I had ended up with an F in the class, then I may as well have gotten expelled because the situation... It was really that serious, uh, but you know, I guess the professor was just being lenient because all in all, I didn't really do too bad on the most of the assignments or on the third exam, 
on the homework assignments, I got at least some 90s or even like a 100 and some, only because I got help from the tutoring center and just one of my tutors, she was kind enough to like explain it to me and like we were actually able to physically work through the problems together. So that sort of like bumped my grade up in the class for that. So as for the third exam, like I mentioned, I felt it was pretty easier this time. So yeah, so he at least was lenient on my final grade and gave it a D, even if it wasn't like my best of work. So, so I would say that my overall performance in the class was borderline, like somewhere in the middle, even if it wasn't like a complete failure. But obviously it's not an A class for me, but yeah. And I also, I thought I would manage, I thought I was able to like work out the, some of the problems pretty well with all the formulas that we've been talking about in class. So yeah, like I said, I feel like I've learned my lesson now. Um, I'm not expelled, thank God. Um, that's why I'm still here telling you all this story, um, which again, I recommend that you guys should go onto my SoundCloud page and my Anchor page and listen to it for yourselves. And please feel free to reach out to me in any way that you can. Just gonna take a little water break. Sorry, I've been doing a lot of talking, so um, I deserve a water break once in a while. So, yeah, anyway, the point of that story, which I just recounted, is obviously cheating is wrong and your actions do have consequences that affect the whole world around you. Obviously, I'm not dumb. I mean, it's just I, I do the dumbest things sometimes, but... Um, I'm sure that we've all have done dumb things in our lives because, you know, we're all humans. So um, don't try going around and acting like you're this perfect saint who never did anything wrong in your life, like cheated on an exam or ask somebody to like do something for you for an exam or whatnot. Because I'm sure we've all been there. I'm sure we've all done that. You just don't want to admit it. But I'm sure we've all had at some point in our lives. But I'm not going to let that mistake define me. Um, obviously, it doesn't make me who I am. But I have learned from it and I have grown from it. But, you know, going off on that and here into my second story for this second episode given to you right now on Saturday, December 14th. That cheating incident does not mark the first time I almost got expelled from a university. Um, another thing that I've mentioned in my first episode was the fact that I'm a transfer student here at Montclair. And I know that I did say that I was going to get, go into more detail about that. Well, here's this episode right now. My transfer story. So I graduated high school in June of 2015, which right now feels like a million years ago, even though it was only four years ago. Back then, I was so eager to go to Montclair because I considered it to be my quote unquote 
dream school. I guess the only problem that I had was figuring out what I want to study. When I was little, I had like a million things that I wanted to be when I grew up. So for those of you out there who may or may not know me, I love to write. Writing is my passion. I love writing stories and poetry. In fact, I'd say I'm much better at writing than I am at talking, which, depending on the situation, can be a strength or a weakness. Um, Writing certainly was my weakness with the whole Patrick JMT incident. You know, when I reached out to him via email and the email was forwarded to the math department on campus as a permanent record of my dumbass lapse in judgment. Um, And I'm sorry for going off on that tangent. I do promise that I'll try my best in the future of all my podcast creations to try so much not to go off on so many tangents because I really do not want to bore you guys. And it is never my intention to put you guys to sleep or anything because, you know, I, I know we've all had a long day today. So I'll definitely try to avoid that in the future. And I'll know when I have diverted off a topic so I can learn to, you know, knock that off. But um, yeah, anyway, on to the topic. Since I was so passionate about writing, um, I I initially saw myself as becoming a teacher. I guess you can say I wanted to be an English teacher. I wasn't really sure yet which level of students I wanted to teach. I just knew that I wanted to teach people about the beauty of the English language and how to write in beautiful English. That was when I was really little, about four or five years old, when I decided I wanted to be a teacher. And that maybe on the side I could be an author and write novels for a general audience. I would say that right now, 90% of you guys who are listening to this podcast, you are a general audience because... This podcast is really about the story of my life, and I want to be able to tell people and all kinds of people, no matter who you are, I want to to tell you stories about who I am as a human being. So I think that it would be really interesting to share all my experiences with all of you out there. Um, Yeah, it's another, again, another slight tangent, but... um, it's important to know that I do, I do want to do something to make me serve a general group of people. I really thought that it would be a great choice for me. So the only other thing, though, was the fact that I was painfully shy. I started getting involved with drama at my high school, like joining the school plays and everything and taking drama classes. So that's what prompted me to do something in the arts, theater. Now, I just got to say this. Not a single living, breathing soul in my traditional Pentecostal Christian Nigerian family was ever involved in the performing arts. Nor have we ever served in the military or joined the army or anything of that nature. So I'll tell you guys a little bit more about that in a few minutes, you know, what my family does for a living. So um, I'll get to that information soon. So please just bear with me for now and don't fall asleep. (laughs) I used to play the piano when I was very little. 
I remember that we had a piano in the basement of our house and my brother, he would sometimes teach me how to play it. I was a pretty average learner, so not so quick to pick it up at first, but I wasn't too slow at playing it either. In fact, there was actually a music gallery store a few blocks down from our house. Literally, the music gallery was right across from my house, just a few houses down to the right. So that's where my mom would take me to get my weekly piano lessons every day when I got home from school. And, you know, when I was there, I had some pretty great instructors who were really patient with me. Like I just mentioned before, I wasn't the fastest learner or the slowest, but, you know, I was great at doing it. And, you know, eventually it, it just started coming to me naturally. And um, the piano is basically the only instrument I've ever learned how to play. And even at our old local church, whenever we did our, you know, praise and worship thing, we'd put a lot of emphasis on the music, you know, expressing our love for our beloved father through music. So yeah, it was just one of those things. And those were the days of my youth and innocence, not having to worry about anything at all. So I share that story as a way to say that there was a possibility that I am interested in the arts and doing something along that field. Because I was in two plays in high school, Grease and then Little Shop of Horrors, respectively. So I felt like I wanted to give acting a chance. I thought that it really made me to get out of my shell. So I decided when I got to college that I joined some theater um, organizations that would help me to become, you know, like another Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> no kidding. I was kind of a huge fan of hers even back then, and I still am now. <laughs> Gotta apologize for the small tangent. But then, you know, my dad convinced me to maybe try pursuing other things that could be more worthwhile. So that's when I figured that maybe acting role isn't really such a great idea after all. I mean, it did sound like a great idea at the time, but you know, when you think about it with like celebrities and such and how they make it work and you know, having to travel and going to many places out and about, near and far, here and there, everywhere, you know, going back and forth. So yeah, I figured it'd be too demanding. So um, I figured out that right then and there that, hey, maybe my dad does have a good point. So yeah. And um, on that note, I'll tell you what my family does. My father is now retired. Um, he just retired last summer in July of 2018 after more than 40 years of working for the Thompson Reuters Finance Company in New York and having to take the bus slash the train every single time, getting there and you know coming back home. I really do give him a lot of kudos on that because, you know, it's not very easy, especially when you're working in New York and um, you've been doing it for a good number of years of your life. And he's still right now in perfect health and his perfect state of mind. And um, yeah, I'm just I'm really grateful for that because he's in his 60s now. So I guess it was nature's way of just telling him to like, you know, you need to slow down. So, yeah. 
that's that's remarkable. As for my mother, she is still working. She's a school nurse and she works at a public school in the Bronx. And no, she doesn't take the bus. She just drives there. Um, she works at a K-12 level, right, <laughs> you know, including high schoolers. But, you know, it's convenient for her because she pretty much gets out at the same time as the other students do. But, like, in most cases, like now at this current moment, she is working with kids who suffer from diabetes and other health-related issues like that. So she stays an extra two and a half hours after the closing time. You know, that's around three o'clock. So that that basically means that she doesn't leave her office until 5.40 because of those diabetics, those diabetic kids that she's working for. Because, you know, she's what she has to do is that she has to give them their medicine and just making sure that they're having their um, insulin and all that stuff. So, but she usually does tend to run into more traffic when, traffic when she's coming home from work than like when she's actually getting there to work in the mornings at around seven-ish. So she does have to wake up at 6.30 every morning and, you know, quickly shower, get dressed, um, get her own lunch and everything. So there's not usually much traffic along the way in the mornings, but usually just when she's coming back, especially on a Friday um, afternoon, the traffic does tend to get worse of like the rush hour and everything. But, you know, other than that, it's really not too bad at all. So about myself, um, I'm the youngest of four siblings. Um, I have two sisters and a brother obviously all older than me, so. My eldest sister is married with three young children of her own who are two boys and one girl. Um, two boys ages nine and six and the girl who is four years old. They're my nephews and my niece. So yeah, I am an aunt to those little troublemakers, but I love them. <laughs> they all live in Rawway, which is about 40 minutes from our house. So once in a while, we see each other, like, you know, on holidays, like Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, and like special events, you know, birthdays, you know, we just like get together, just hang out, chill, going out to eat somewhere like at Red Lobster, because, you know, stuff like that. It's all good. <laughs> so my sister works at a nurse at the Hackensack University Medical Center Hospital, like near our house. Um, she has a pretty good flexible schedule and depending on like certain days like some certain holiday weekends and such so yeah um as for my brother um he just got married this summer in july so we have a new addition into our family now this beautiful amazing young woman and i'm very proud to call her my sister-in-law she's actually originally from Pennsylvania, but she and her sisters and some family, they have since moved to New York after she graduated from Penn State, you know, some few years back. So she used to work with children at a public school in New York, but now she works in real estate. And um, my brother works as a physical therapist and in New York, um, which is where they're both living together right now. And um, sometime last week was their five-month anniversary, so I do um, wish them some congratulations on that. 
you know, time flies. <laughs> so, but yeah, as for my other sister, um, she graduated from Bloomfield College last May, you know, in May of 2018. And uh, she started out as a nursing major. So she wanted to sort of fall into our mother's footsteps. But, you know, that kind of science can be pretty difficult. So uh, she changed it. She changed it. She changed her major to like the general biology with an emphasis in pedi pediatric nursing. Because, you know, she loves kids and she is very great with them and she wants to like do something with them like maybe teach someday like maybe being a speech therapist because that is one of the things that she considered doing speech pathology is yeah but yeah at the moment she is working towards her master's in pediatrics so she's taking like online grad courses in it and and while she's doing that part-time she also works part-time as an admissions counselor at the College of St. Elizabeth, where she helps students move into the building and such and introduces them to like the facilities and everything. So yeah, that's the story of my family and what we do as a living, which as you guys may or may not have noticed, um, most of the career paths that our family is pursuing, um, it's more so along the lines of the sciences or in finance like my dad did working for the Thompson Reuters company in New York so um, there's nothing in our family line of work that relates to like the arts or you know theater or like edu education or anything so um, I guess that's what sort of influenced my decision to study biology when I first was enrolled at Fairleigh Dickinson so as far as going to FDU, my parents have decided that at first that I should get the experience of going to a private institution because it was closer to home and I could just commute. Mm -hmm. So I went to the Metropolitan Campus in Teaneck, which I mentioned that I lived there, which is about 10 to 12 minutes from my house. So yeah, it wasn't too bad. I don't drive yet because Unfortunately, I don't have my own car yet, but I'm not ashamed to admit it. So my parents are the ones who were always taking me back to forth. Like since my mom would work in the mornings, you know, for her New York um, education, being as a nurse, yeah. My dad would be the one to drop me off to the campus in the mornings, you know, for my classes. And when my classes were finished for the day and I would just hang out in the library and wait for my mom to come pick me up, um, she would come to pick me up like early in the afternoon or in the evening when all my classes were done for the day. So yeah. And uh, that's the thing about FDU, if you guys may not be familiar with it, but that it's really expensive. The tuition, I believe, was about 30 to like 60 grand um, per semester <laughs> but yeah so I stayed there for two years from the fall of 2015 to the spring of 2017 for about a year and a half while I was there I was a biology major during my first semester I took gen ed courses in like history math computer science and you know stuff like that 
when it came to be my sophomore year, I started taking like major courses in like general bio, also chemistry and some sort of math and calculus and everything else. But obviously there was a problem. I struggled a lot with those courses. So that was the moment when everything started changing. I was doing so awful in all those courses that by the end of the semester, my GPA sank down to like really, really low, like way below the average. I was so close to getting kicked out. Like I was this close to receiving an academic probation because of that, so. But fortunately, there was a plan. My dad and I, we met with this very nice lady and <laughs> oh my gosh, I'll never forget her. Her name was Margaret Campo. And she was one of the administrative assistants slash one of the secretaries at the Department of Natural Sciences at FDU, where I had been enrolled as a bio major. So she was very friendly and very understanding of my situation and and it, it was then that she made me realize that I wasn't as interested in the sciences like I thought I would be like even though I was pretty good at it that it wasn't really my passion because initially I wanted to like do something with environmental science so I felt like I wanted to be like everyone in my family who had done stuff in the sciences and um I would say this for even my dad as well, because um, he attended Montclair State way back in the 70s, you know, a million years ago. So um, um, he originally was interested in the sciences. Like he originally started out as a chemistry major with the minor in bio. Um, he's told me this story a lot, but yeah. Um, he also made me realize that I should follow my dreams. I, I love to write and I want to do something with it. I wasn't sure yet at the time when I wanted what I wanted to do with in writing, but I just knew that it was something that I was really interested in. So eventually Miss Margaret helps me to change my major from biology to English. And so during the second semester of my sophomore year at FDU, which was in the spring of 2017, I, I was officially an English major. So I took classes in critical writing, creative nonfiction, you know, all those wonderful things. So, and I also managed to do pretty well in all of my English courses this time around. And I also managed to make my GPA go up to at least a 3.0, maybe not like a 3.5 or anything, but <laughs> In my mind, at least a 3.0 is better than nothing, right? So after my, after that, after I finished my sophomore year at Fairleigh, um, my parents decided that we should transfer to a, another place because, you know, the tuition was crazy expensive and <laughs> you guys can only guess where to, where I transferred to. <laughs> That's right, Montclair. 
I transferred to Montclair State in the fall of 2017. Literally two years ago this season, I transferred here to Montclair State, but it still feels like a very long time. I was still an English major upon my transfer here to Montclair. Um, the only thing was Montclair only accepted about 35 of my credits from FDU, even all the credits that I've taken from my bio courses and all the original gen ed courses like the history, the math, the computers like I've mentioned. So yeah. When I first transferred here to Montclair State, um, I was told that I needed to repeat my sophomore year because of all the failed bio classes that I took and low GPA, you know. So yeah. Although I was supposed to be a junior, I was still considered a sophomore by credit because the other because of the other credits that didn't transfer over. I mean, sorry, because of the other credits that didn't transfer over. Some of those credits did not transfer over. So, but you know what? I honestly didn't mind because there was just something about Montclair that drew me to it like even before going there well besides the fact that my father attended here a long time ago way back in the 1970s when he first came here to the u.s when he was very young and he was in his 20s and um my cousin also attended montclair state as well um i think he graduated about 15 years ago and um we come from a Nigerian family, and so our, my parents and know of other like friends and family friends and some relatives, you know, people that we're pretty close to in our blood, who attended Montclair. So, which, as far as I know, Montclair has a very diverse African population, especially from Nigeria, which I just mentioned that that's where my family is from. It's where my roots are from, and. I'm proud to consider myself to be part of that um, heritage. Um, we didn't give that up for anything, so. But it wasn't until I got here to Montclair that I realized that I was interested in pursuing journalism as a career because I knew I have always wanted to do something with writing, so I believed that that was the best way to approach that field. But unfortunately, I found out that the English department didn't offer journalism anymore as a career path choice, um, which was a disappointment because I wanted to like take classes that would help me to develop those skills. So that was when I decided to change my major once again for the second time. So that was when I started applying to the School of Communication and Media program here on campus that offers every program and every course in the communications and media field. And um, I'll give you a list of those fields, like public relations, obviously, um, journalism, there's film, there's television production. Um, there's all sorts of fields within the communications and media. So, you know, all that wonderful stuff. So last fall, in fall of 2018, 
I became a, officially enrolled at the SCM, taking major courses in production, um, news reporting, and all that other wonderful stuff, multimedia um, toolkit, yeah, a list of many classes, which I really don't want to go on a third tangent, but you know, you guys get the idea. So that's pretty much what I'm still doing at the moment, taking those courses that are similar to my interests. So, you know, it's my dream. And that's one of the reasons I started this podcast in the first place. So as I've mentioned in the first episode, um, we had an assignment for one of my classes to either listen to a podcast and, and write write about it like analyze it or actually like create one of our own so obviously i chose the latter one creating my own which obviously is what i'm doing at the moment so and i'm aware that i'm pretty much an amateur at it so i ask that you guys do forgive me of my constant tangents and my constant ramblings so i'm still trying to improve my voice for radio and TV and all sorts of broadcast media slash mass media. So yeah, I'm still pretty much learning and I know it's going to take some time, but you know, I figured if this is what's going to draw me to future employers, then you know, so be it. That this podcast isn't just an assignment for me anymore. Um, This is something I'm truly passionate about and This is something that I am willing to commit to, no matter what. I am hoping to draw in more viewers like you, so I strongly urge you guys to do listen to my stories, because it's very important. Sorry about that, just took another water break, (laughs) trying to rest up my voice a little. But yeah, that is my transfer story. I know that it's a long one, but I have learned along the way that I should follow my heart's passion and do something that I am really passionate about. My parents, um, I can't stress to you enough how how much they have always encouraged my siblings and me to follow our dreams. Because we may come from like a traditional, like African cultural background, but we have learned through time and time again that we should always follow our dreams and to never let anything hold us back or to knock us down. So I do wish the same for all of you who are listening to this right now. So it took me changing my major twice to figure out what I was really passionate about. So never in all my life have I ever realized that I wanted to be an, I wanted to become a news reporter. But I, that's just one of the things that I really wish I'd known like a lot earlier back then, like even as early like as when I was little. But, you know, there's no turning back now. You only keep moving forward. You can only discover all the things 
that you're passionate about when you give them a try. My love for writing is what has inspired me to become a journalist even when I never knew it back then. But now I do. I really wish I could have the courage to let my father know that my experiences at FDU were not quote-unquote worthless or quote-unquote a waste of time and that all my hard work there was not all for nothing. Uh, I'm sure he may feel that way, but um, I don't feel that way. I thought that to me, it was a valuable moment, a valuable experience. Um, but it taught me to pursue my heart's passion, even if it wasn't what I initially thought it was in the beginning. So because of that, um, I was never socially involved at FDU, but I did learn to make a good number of friends and I was able to get the learning experience that I needed. Besides, at least three of the friends that I went to high school with, I saw them again at FDU. So that's partially why I went there. And I made a friendship with this one particular boy. Um, his name is Dorian. Once in a while, we keep in touch. Um, but I really wish I could have made a time like sometime during the week to like ask him to like be on this podcast with me or like at least hear from him about what it's like for us to like see each other again and you know but you know what it's fine I know he's like probably doing okay now he's actually interested in zoology so I do wish him the best of luck with that um another friend I also made at FDU was with the fellow Nigerian by the name of Jude. I also still keep in touch with him like from time to time and I'm sure that he's graduated by now um, along with Dorian. I'm sure that they both have finished by now. Um, so Jude, um, he's interested in political science and you know going back to our home country to like pursue that passion. Um, so like I said before, I also wish him the best of luck and that he's doing okay as well, so yeah. Here at Montclair, um, I'm actively involved with a lot of organizations and such, and um, I feel as though that it, it has brought me out of my shell, even living right here on campus. I could never dorm at FDU because of its expensive tuition, but um, being able to do that here at Montclair, um, it's very convenient for me and um, it's somewhat less expensive than the general tuition at FDU, um, which is about 120 grand per total of the academic year. I'm not sure about the math anymore, but yeah. But anyway, on that note, I just want to say that I am happy to be a proud member of the Montclair State University class of 2020. So yeah, I have just one more semester to go and I'm finally from, I'm finally free from all the hard work and all that wonderful stuff. The only stuff I'm pretty much looking forward to are earning my degree, obviously. 
Um, I'm also thinking of applying for the grad program right here at the SCM, which of course stands for School of Communication and Media. Um, I'm thinking of applying for their graduate program in public and organizational relations, like after I graduate and, you know, and hopefully along the way, um, getting like internship opportunities, um, hopefully in positions in which I get paid to be an intern. So if you guys know of places where you have interned or places that you recommend me to within the news reporting industry, please hit me up that you recommend me to those places and I'll surely look into them and yeah. So um, this concludes my podcast, otherwise known as the story of my life. Please, <clears throat> sorry about that. So please feel free to reach out to me at any time about anything you guys just listened to. You know, if I said something that wasn't clear enough and you want me to clarify it for you, you know, by all means, please do reach out to me. I tend to sound all mumbly when I'm talking. I know that I'm doing that right now because I'm talking for like a good um, 45 minutes. So my throat is getting all like scratching and such. So if there's anything that um, he wanted me to repeat, um, please do reach out to me in any way, shape and form that you can. And um, I'll clarify it for you and everything. So my personal email account is sadawalu at gmail.com so that is s-a-d-e-w-o-l-u at gmail.com and um, my instagram account is summergirlof97 which is s-u-m-m-e-r summer g-i-r-l girl of OF97. Um, so I also have my own profile on SoundCloud and Anchor. Um, so I have recently created an Anchor profile so that I can upload my podcasts. Um, hopefully you guys are on that platform right now so you can, you know, listen to me. So uh, yeah, once again, I do want to thank you all for tuning into my wonderful story tonight on this rainy slash very cold Saturday night on December 14th at 10.35 p.m. Um, I hope to engage with you guys some more in the future. And um, if you guys are getting ready to go to sleep because I've bored you with my constant ramblings and um, going off tangents, I do apologize for that. I promise to avoid that in the future from now on, but I hope that you guys do get a good night's sleep and that you wake up to a beautiful day tomorrow. And um, yeah, enjoy the rest of your weekend and happy holidays in advance.